wonder what he's doing. <clears throat> yeah, I wonder. He's probably. Uh, I looked up his LinkedIn one day because I was so curious about like where he went. Yeah, uh, and he has a background in like uh, consulting and social media. So maybe right. he's doing that somewhere. Yeah, that's interesting. Right. And it's not his that real for- name, right? No, no, it's. No, uh, oh, I can't remember what it is. Oh, that's how I found. His, oh, you've seen his real name. It's oh, it's on his Wikipedia page. It's oh, not is hard it to really? find. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. I didn't know that. No, it's a terrible uh, pseudonym, like because yeah. he was well known in the like uh, publishing industry um, for being a consultant and like social media manager. So, oh, okay, that that's a red flag right there. Yeah. Oh, you're yeah, already well known in your uh, sphere of influence, and then you put it on a fake persona for something that is going to, or like a pen name or. Uh, not nom de gore. I mean, I used a nom de gore for uh, the erotica books that I narrated. Oh yeah, yeah, nice. I didn't need, yeah, I didn't need smut associated with my. So you get more, the rest of my narrating. You get more Twitter bots that aren't actually Twitter bots yeah. that behave that way. It's weird that you chose Amy Therese as your <laughs> as your pen name. Look, at the time, it seemed like a good idea. How was I supposed to know that somebody totally different from me <laughs> just happens to be named my pen name? You do love sugar-free Red Bulls. I, that David, is, that's and not, the comparisons it's not a joke. end there. It's not a joke. And, and, you, and I've seen you drink them through straws. Yeah. yeah from, no, straight from the can. Swag. Well, good morning. Good Sunday morning. morning. Yep. Good morning. Sunday morning. And she's still alive, according to all mainstream media, right? Uh, Yeah, yeah. and in fact, she was recently asked about this uh, unionization effort uh, going on amongst congressional staff. Yeah. Um, And she said that, uh, it was at a press conference, she said, what the fuck did she say? She was like, I won't be discussing anything extraneous, maybe? Or it was like, she just was very dismissive of it. Yeah, Yeah, frivolous, yeah. Yeah. Green and... new dream or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Green dream. Um, but yeah, so they're they're like starting up this fairly it's interesting they have a, a I think a like some social media accounts that are run by typically when you're doing a unionizing effort, like you keep it very hush hush until you're like until you've taken a vote or something, or yeah. like you at least have a good idea. But they're doing these like anonymous social media accounts that are talking about it. So I'm I'm the, I'm interested. The uh, uh the New York State Capitol did this. Yeah. Um, uh, d- did it in this exact same way, which is, which is interesting. They are also uh, moving forward, trying to unionize. So I don't. That's a that's an interesting tactic that I. I wonder if it's either useful for that very particular kind of work environment, or it's just the kind of people that are attracted to that work environment know nothing else other than like <laughs> posting, like ano- yeah, anonymously posting and and like leaking things, and then like that's how change happens. Is like, yeah, I mean, it's it- like you you leak information <laughs> until it's too embarrassing for them to de- to deny, and then you win. <laughs> I mean, it could be that this is the type of work uh, environment where having public support makes a really big difference. Yeah. And so, you know, if you get that before it actually comes time to announce. Um, but in any event, wish them the best of luck. Apparently, like, AOC started paying her staffers more than, like, any of the other representatives. And that has kind of started to fuel this, hey, if they can get paid $45,000 a year, how come I can't get paid $45,000 a year? <laughs> Do you know if it was um, really that? Did you just pick that? number out of your i think that's what i think she gave them yeah i can 
out of my butt? No, yeah. definitely wasn't out of my butt. Did I make it up? Possibly. Did I pull it out of my butt? I don't. I, I'm just think trying to so. imagine living in fucking Washington D.C. on forty five thousand dollars a year. Oh yeah, no, it's terrible. That sounds awful. Well, and her point um, when she talked about making this decision to increase their salary was like, if you don't do that, then the only people who can ever work in your office are like are rich trust kids. fund babies. Yeah. 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 yeah, like they're they're you know she's so she moved to pay interns fifteen dollars an hour. Um, and to pay like full on staffers. Let me look here. Yeah. I mean, that's the reason I have the unpopular opinion that we should be raising the, um, uh, city council, um, salary to a living wage. Yeah. Cause yeah. you know, the I only mean, people that are, in are like retired and yeah. uh, have lots of connections with developers, uh, <laughs> to make mysterious decisions in the face of universal opposition. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. I mean, that's how they got, they got rid of, um, one council member is they they uh, took away uh, health insurance. Oh from yeah, the city council. Yeah, and they're just like fuck you, die. Yeah, and and yeah, that's how they they got rid of her. Uh, I was correct. Yeah, um, uh, Pelosi actually raised the minimum salary for house staffers to forty five thousand dollars a year. Uh, AOC pays them um, over fifty thousand dollars. Well, good okay. on AOC. So yeah, and that's a job you can do remote, right? It's mostly Twitter. No, it's walking around with papers. I think you do have to walk around with papers in the building. Yeah, yeah, you probably have your staffer. They could get a robot for that. Yeah, that's a good point. Probably, but then they'd have to pay the robot and have, like, <laughs> robot rights and, you know. It's just like a, a Roomba with, a in, with, an, out, with an inbox. Yeah, with just like a, ba- like a basket on yeah, top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Congressional staff for Roomba. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fun. So fun. Uh, We had a lot of fun topics today. Yeah. Okay. So we we just gave you like, it's going to be like a sandwich. Okay. We're going to sandwich it. Yeah. So we just talked about some unionizing. Yeah. uh, And then we're going to talk about how the planet's dying. Oh, yeah. And then we'll talk about my article in Dwell. And then we'll have a wildflower. Have a wildflower. Listen, the planet's not dying. The planet is going to be fine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All complex life on the planet is dying. (laughs) Yeah. And that is, you know, that's evolution, baby. That's why I want. Yeah, we should be more specific. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And who knows? You know, maybe something complex could live uh, in the acid oceans. Yeah. Of, of the new Earth. I mean, like, aren't like octopi- octopuses doing good? Like, um, I, I heard something about that. Uh, I think like ten years ago, there was some like article published in Science that yeah. said that octopodes, octopuses, would like do well if not. Uh, better under the conditions that climate change is creating. Yeah, I know jellyfish keep making huge resurgences, which okay. fuck up a lot of other biodiversity. At least yeah. someone. I just want to make sure someone's winning. But the fact, <laughs> but the oh, fact maybe. is, someone's like winning. once <laughs> massive like loads of algae and then plankton and right. then all the things that feed on plankton, mm-hmm. like it will. F- they okay, so octopuses will do better if the water gets a little warmer. But mm-hmm. like that doesn't mean that the destruction of the rest of the ocean's ecosystem is gonna be good for them. No. Or for anybody else. Yeah, no. In fact, like, what we know from basic ecology is that biodiversity is, like, the backbone of stability. Like, and what we're seeing is a rapid drop in biodiversity. So, that's not good. It's bad. Anyway, we're talking about a sandwich. Everybody loves a sandwich. Yeah. So. But but we've already... We're you. past the top, the, the, yeah, the top the, bun. The, yeah, the, the, <laughs> now top, we're in the, the top bun of goodness. Yeah, now we're in now the, we're into the lettuce. The cold, the cold cuts of sadness. Special sauce. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ooh, and, and, the, and, the, and the and the the special sauce of cynicism. 
Yeah. Shout out to yeah. Nighthawks. I had your special <laughs> sauce on Friday. That shit was dope. Brittany has an unpopular opinion about Nighthawks. You did like the special sauce, though. Yeah, no, the special sauce was good. Yeah. But you like it like a neat sandwich. It's, it's I, if too I'm going to eat, I want to be able to hold it in my hands the whole time I'm eating it. Okay. And I just don't feel like that's the case with much food from Nighthawks. You should wear gloves. I should go somewhere else where they make a sandwich that's holdable, <laughs> is what I think. <laughs> Carry around wet naps. No, just hold it, just the holdable sandwich. Is it? That's all we need. <laughs> I can hold any sandwich. Give wow. me a sandwich, I'll hold Not it. all of us are as skilled as you are, Scully. <laughs> some, wow. of us, some of us need, need a little uh, help from the Structural Integrity Department of Sandwich Making. Like one of those like toothpicks with like the little... Like plastic. Oh my god, having a club sandwich, turf. a little toothpick. See, that's the type of construction quality that I'm looking for in a sandwich. I'm always afraid I'm going to lose track of the toothpick and bite into it. Well, once you hold it, you take it out. Yeah, that's why they have that little flare of like yeah. the astroturf. So right, you don't eat on it. The, on the toothpick. Yeah, a little plastic flag. You don't yep. eat that part? <laughs> I thought it was like made out of, mood. I thought it was made out of like, gel, like some sort of jelly or like edible thing. No? No. Okay. No, you're not supposed to eat it, babe. I have to go to the doctor. That does explain why your mouth is always <laughs> severely injured, though. That's also why I have so much microplastics in my body. <laughs> no, that's not why. Lots <laughs> of other reasons why. Uh, speaking of microplastics. An astroturf on little wooden toothpicks. So there is like this <laughs> phenomenon where people are... Okay, so I, let's just start by saying every blade of grass in Troy, New York is dead. Yes, we yeah. are. This whole region is in a pretty serious drought. Yep. Um, Which I have not heard talked about at like, all. It's not in the newspaper. Well, besides me, I'm it's constantly not, bitching. About yeah, it. I know. Well, yeah, right, but I mean, yeah. like, from, but like, like I, I get city emails from fucking Mayor Madden like every other day. That's there's like, no water restriction. There's no water restriction. I don't nothing. think there's any fire. Yeah, I don't think there's been a fire. Yeah. They haven't uh, said anything about ban. it. They just keep talking about, like, the $10 million that they got from, like, the government and, like, how oh, you can yeah. go to all these different uh, meetings to, f you know, pretend that they'll listen to your ideas. Of what well, who wants to be it. a downer, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, nobody wants to be a downer. That's, that's lame. That's not fun. It hasn't rained for more than about five minutes for more than a month. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I think it's supposed to rain on Monday. We'll see which figures because David and I are going camping. So. Yeah. We'll, um, see. we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. They keep saying that. Yeah. But so uh, the way that many people, especially out in the Southwest, are dealing with this is by putting down AstroTurf. Brilliant. Which yeah. is just plastic, <laughs> like sh grass shaped plastic. This is probably <laughs> one of the most insane things, like <laughs> quote unquote normal people could ever do. If you're going to cover your property in plastic, you could pick anything. Yeah. Like, you could literally cover it in, like, like, like Backstreet Boys figurines. Or, <laughs> I don't know, they're, they're playing a show here recently. That must be why I thought of that. But, like, plastic, like, flowers or, like, anything. Instead, you're just choosing decorative grass simulacra. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand. But, hey, it's made, it's made with plants. So, it's okay. Is it? Some of it, but it's not okay. <laughs> it's like bad for everything. I mean, if they threw in like some, you know, wood pulp with plastic and tied it green and now are saying that that's made with plants, then I don't know if I buy that. But, forget, but a lot yeah. of them are. And people are worried about them being built next to waterways because mm -hmm. the runoff is going to have plastic. plastic and the chemicals that are used to 
make plastic and yep. glue it into the fucking like mesh that's on the bottom of yeah, it. Yeah, xenoestrogens. Yeah. We've never really breached that topic of xenoestrogens. No. Well, we you know, what alien genders have is none of my fucking business. <laughs> but yeah, no, the, there's this whole suite of chemicals which um, uh, are broadly referred to as xenoestrogens, which um, it basically means that they're not estrogen, they're like from outside the body, but your body sees them and treats them like hormones sometimes, depending on like the uh, particular arrangement of the molecules. And um, so polyolefins, uh, which are basically like these uh, chemicals that are used in plastic manufacturing to make the plastic like more ductile. Like, so when you think of like saran wrap or some, or the plastics uh -huh. like really like stretchy and stuff. Mm -hmm. That's what ductile means? Yeah, yeah. Ductile is like the ability to like stretch. Why don't you just call it that? I don't know. <laughs> Stretch Armstrong ability. Yeah, yeah. Um, they gotta have a. They gotta have a fancy name. That's yeah. it, scientists love nothing so much as a fancy name for something. <laughs> you, Fucking stretchy. You got it. Uh, but yeah, these um, chemicals that are uh, in the plastic uh, manufacturing, uh, your body confuses them for hormones sometimes. And so that's one of the reasons, um, or at least theories, uh, behind... The pacification um, of the modern man? <laughs> well, I was going to say, like, the uh, early onset of puberty in uh, young girls, which oh, we've been yeah, seeing which is, um, for a long time. Yes. But yeah, I mean, you know, like, estrogen exists in men and women, but, like, higher levels of estrogen, um, you know, relate to uh, varying uh, different physiological developments, especially in, like young children and like prenatal um you know uh children or you know uh fetuses um and it like i was i was listening to a podcast i was describing like a uh a study that was done by i think like some institution that like liberals give a lot of credence i forget exactly but it was like not like a fringe right wing you know, um, sunning your taint guy on Twitter. It was like some research scientist that was uh, <laughs> studying like um, uh, sexual uh, development uh, in like fetuses and how apparently over the last like 30 years, like dicks have been getting smaller and the distance between the asshole and the genitals of both men and women has been getting shorter. And so, I, what the basically, fuck? the gooches are getting smaller, oh and the God. dicks are getting smaller, and it has a so lot. So our to genitals do. are developing less in in vitro. Yeah, in specifically like uh, men or you know people. Are with, baby dicks getting smaller because yeah. they're already so small? <laughs> These babies are going to have a serious complex. Yeah, but it we has need to, to do... tell them that it's okay, guys. Yeah, it's the, not... well, the, the Greeks would say that we're just getting more civilized, right? That's they, true. They really they, they like, like a the small tiny, dick. They yeah. like a tiny yeah. dick. So, so everything's fine. Little boys' buttholes. All right, everything's fine. Let's keep going here. Um, from the U.S. to the U.K., artificial grass retailers have seen sales tick up during pandemic lockdowns when household, uh, when housebound property owners put their money toward home improvements. Indeed, Google Trends shows a worldwide surge in searches for artificial grass uh, during 2020. Wow. Cool. Um, uh, the All England Lawn Tennis and Croquet Club has opened up to artificial turf, and so has Wimbledon. Can you imagine how pissed you'd be if you're a grasshopper? 
And you're like, you know, in the fucking Nevada. Well, like, that's, that's what really sucks is that there are so, there's so much wildlife that depends on like, it just like the insect ecosystem alone yeah, that depends on like dirt and plants and roots mm-hmm. to survive. I mean, fuck, like, you know, David and I have put, been putting in some effort little by little, year by year to kind of rewild our grass because mm-hmm, we live mm-hmm. on a, nearly an acre. We live on a pretty big lot and... Um, I have to say our, I think that our lawn looks minimally better than others. Like some of our clover is still alive. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, it it definitely does not look as bad as the decorative grass lawns that we pass by. Mm. Um, And you guys are up on the hill a little bit. So I think you probably catch a little bit more precipitation than us. Could be, but our neighbor's neighbor's lawns are brown. Like. It looks like autumn, like they're so brown that it looks like fall when or, or early spring or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Australia might be too hot for artificial grass. <laughs> oh shit! Um, Sebastian uh, Fouch, an urban heat expert, found an old turf surface in a children's playground in northwest Sydney reached two hundred and one degrees Fahrenheit. Jesus, Jesus, that's nearly boiling. Yeah. Yeah, so Two, it's two hundred degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, 200, is much higher than boiling. No, no, two hundred twelve. Two twelve. See, engineer. Oh, <laughs> at atmospheric pressure, so that's yeah. at sea level. Yeah, it's Man. it's lower uh, in a high altitude, which is just why it's harder to uh, boil eggs. Yeah. yeah. See, and they said I would never need that, or I said that I would never need that knowledge, but here <laughs> yeah. I am looking like a buffoon. <laughs> Maybe thinking of Celsius. I was. I was oh, thinking yeah. of Celsius. That's, yeah. that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's absolutely what hot. I was thinking of. That'd yeah. be like you would literally Wouldn't light that be on the fire. same? <laughs> Wouldn't it be the same as 212? <laughs> oh, 200 degrees Celsius? No, 100 degrees Celsius. It's yeah. the same yep. as 212. It is 212. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's the way. See, you got it. Wow. Look at, you got look it. at this. Look at this. Yeah. And also, these artificial lawns last about 15 years, at which point they. Would would go to a landfill or be incinerated? No, you just bury it under your next artificial lawn. <laughs> oh, layer it. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. So, what about the flammability or inflammability? Oh, that's which a good. Happen to be oh, the yeah. same thing. Unfortunate, you know, fact of English. We gotta language. fix. We gotta fix that. That's our. That's outrageous and like, unsafe. Like of all the words that you would need to know exactly which meaning it is. Yeah, I feel like flammable is. Yeah, it's an important one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not seeing anything about that. I'm I'm reading from a, an article in uh in in Bloomberg that they have this new vertical that's called Hot Stuff. <laughs> nice, uh, which I assume is that's just like dark the, 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 yeah, shit. the fun way to talk about climate change. Hot stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, we're dying. Okay. Um. Yeah. I I, I don't see anything about the flammability of it. Uh, I'm sure it's bad. Or at least like it probably just melts. Would yeah, be my guess. Yeah, like most plastic doesn't really like catch fire. Right. Um. Mm-hmm. um as far as I know, but uh, again, I'm learning so much today, so I could be wrong <laughs> about that too. I think the thing that really sucks is that like so much of is this isn't just like a like a a flat sheet or like a sheet of of grass looking stuff. They also put this under layer of like keep it kind of bouncy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and that's also a shit ton of plastic. <laughs> so it's just like you're really thinking like probably like three inches of like uh, of plastic, yeah, like over hundreds of square feet, yeah, all in fr- just in front of your house for no fucking reason. Yeah, and I did see some scientist say in the article that will be linked in the show notes as always um, that 
even watering a grass and a, a, a grass lawn and keeping it alive likely has less of an ecological impact than astroturf will, um, because it's literally made out of Petroleum. dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. No, not dinosaurs. We know that it's the trees that existed before mushrooms. Don't fucking at me. I know where petroleum. Yeah, comes there's from. probably a dinosaur or two. You maybe, know, maybe, in. maybe one or two. Um, so, you know, like this, just going back to talking about wilding our lawn, like it is like, <sighs> I was saying this off mic, but I find it so frustrating that decorative grass, which to me is just absolutely hideous. It looks completely unnatural. I don't understand why you would choose to have it in front of your house. Um, when you can just plant things like clover and thyme and like low-lying plants that are not going to require a ton of mowing. And it is becoming more popular as millennials start buying homes Mm -hmm. because we are the generation that does not want to put up with pain in the ass, expensive fucking shit for no reason. Mm. Um, so. And yet we, we do have TikToks where people rate lawns and the cutting of them professionally. That's oh, true. Yeah? So I don't know what the, I don't know what's up but with But we that. also have tons of TikToks about rewilding yes. your home. Yeah. Like there's this one guy I follow who lives in North Carolina who gets just so excited about native grasses and plants and stuff and how good they can be for, you know, the ecosystem of your lawn. And what I have found is that every single year we get significantly more fireflies than the last. Hell yeah. yeah. Like every year's crop of fireflies is better because we don't mow it that much or poison it or anything. So Yeah. Well, fuck yeah. That's awesome. So just do that. Just do that instead of putting plastic shit in front of your house. That's dumb. Or at least in the Southwest, like do like the rock gardens, the cacti gardens that mm-hmm. look really cool. Yeah. That look so much better and they fit into the landscape so much, so much better. And you don't need to. You don't have to th- water it. A rock? Rocks will last for fucking ever. <laughs> Literally, they've been around forever. Yeah. 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 So in, like, you in, don't need to worry about yeah, it. Yeah. Unless you carve like a bunch of like advice about how you need to keep the population of the earth under 500 million <laughs> on that rock, <laughs> in which case it's going to last like 16 years or something. Yeah. That's we are going to do a up. bonus episode on the Georgia Guidestones. But yeah, if you weren't aware, one of the Guidestones got destroyed. Boom. Um, yeah. That's rough. Yeah. That's too bad. Um, so, so imagine this, your, your lawn, it's made out of plastic, okay. all right? Your house, huge garage, right? Yeah. You're buying shit from Amazon, uh, to, uh, distract f- from your terrible job that pays well, but is not fulfilling. Sounds okay. like the American dream, right? baby. Yeah, I love it. Uh, and the UPS driver pulls up to, to your, your hell on earth and just fucking collapses because... Uh, every, because They're what you do for a living and what you've done to your house also kills the planet. Uh, and that's what... And the working class. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And plus, you got that, you know, plastic AstroTurf um, uh, Amazon deli- Prime, so... Right, yeah. He's yeah. carrying, like, 500 pounds of uh, rolled AstroTurf on his back. Yeah. So, the, the uh, um, all right, so, so uh, that, that was, that's the joke part. Uh, that was already dark, but um, Esteban Chavez Jr. of uh, Downey, a city in Los Angeles County, um uh died a day after his 24th birthday jesus christ he's a ups fucking shit yeah he's a ups driver in southern california and his family believes that he died of heat stroke uh they uh they said that there was at least a 20 minute gap between when he seemed to have um passed out in his delivery truck and when someone found him um uh, records show that temperatures were in the upper 90s that day and uh 
uh, yeah, he, um, they're, they're, they strongly suspect that this is um, a heat stroke death. And, uh, and, and uh, which would also make sense because at the same, um, around the same time, uh, a Scottsdale homeowner um, caught on uh, one of their, their stupid fucking cameras. Um, right, it's just like imagine how fucking dark this is, right? Like Amazon, you, like someone, the one human charged with like bringing stuff to your house is caught on camera by that same company. <laughs> their little shitty surveillance camera yeah. thing. Yeah, um, uh, uh, Brian Enriquez, um, uh, collapsed, uh, he's, he, he has survived, he's fine, but, um, he collapsed, uh, basically in front of someone's house, um, on, and it was because of the camera that someone noticed and was able to get a medical attention. So not so bad now, are they, David? Yeah, right. These cameras save lives. Yeah. But, like, I mean, like, no, you know, like, both of these people, like, have Hispanic names, they work for a living. Uh, and these are union jobs, right? You're like UPS is the Teamsters. Um, you know, like so, this is kind of like you know, like like FedEx. I, who knows what's going on with them? You know, like well, there's some really terrible shit happening to them. They're not union. Did UPS put out any press release about what they're gonna do about this? Uh, they or? said that uh, their um, uh, their workers are trained to work outdoors. Oh, okay. Oh, so we can all just be trained to not get heat stroke. Well, damn, Amazon should fucking, I don't know, start a course, maybe make a documentary teaching us all how to do that, how to just not get heat stroke. Yeah. Here, yeah. Here's the, um, the statement. Um, I believe this is the full statement from UPS Public Relations. We appreciate the concern for our employee and can report that he is fine. This is uh, the... The one that survived. Yeah, yeah. UPS drivers are trained to work outdoors and for the effects of hot weather. Our employees used his training... Our employee used his training to be aware of his situation and contact his manager for assistance, who immediately provided assistance. We never want our employees to continue working to the point that they risk their health or or work in an unsafe manner. Wait, so his training was to... Call like, his manager. But he passed out in front of a camera and yeah. was saved by the owner of the building. Yeah. Who the one who died? Who did who did he work for? U UPS. Oh, it's also so. UPS. Why don't they say anything about the guy who died? Uh, they 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 haven't um like, confirmed that it was heat stroke that he died from. Oh, but Jesus the family Christ. is like he uh, clearly died from heat stroke. Yeah. <laughs> but and like those UPS trucks are like you know not super sealed up. Like the front no, cabs are like wide open, yeah. it's for easy access. Blah blah blah. Um, and you know to the people who are out there working in this heat, in these heat waves, and in these drought conditions, and everything where everything's just like fucking baking. Um. You, the best way to avoid heat stroke is to put ice water in your body to like literally drop the core temperature of your body by putting in cold water and if you can that's like the best thing you can do to avoid heat stroke um because heat stroke is a product of literally having your body temperature get too hot yeah. and if yeah. you're drinking a lot of ice water that is going to you know stabilize your temperature uh in extreme conditions i mean if you leave your house at 7 a.m. with ice water, it's the chances of it being ice water at 1.30 or 2 are not high. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Well, like, UPS so should partner with Yeti and uh, get some Amazon Prime uh, <laughs> yeah. coupons and, you know, get a nice little Arctic cooler going on in the front um, thing. Yeah. You just need a $600 cooler to survive. That's yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah. Right. UPS could afford that shit. They made billions of dollars in profit this year. Their Their CEO is like, 
think paid in like the uh like this uh like the eight figures or something like something hideous like that um look he's working hard for that money she oh excuse me i'm sorry i had no idea that it was a girl boss in yeah which it case, was a girl boss who even makes, double or canceled who i think actually makes nine figures i think it's like 200 million not that i have uh, jesus yeah. fucking christ yeah yeah it's a uh, um uh yeah it's it's fucking disgusting you know like it's just like that's that's what um that's what we have, right? We have these companies that make billions and billions of dollars uh, to make your hectic life just a little bit easier, uh, and in the process, like sacrifice, literally sacrifices humans uh, in the process um, to walk across your plastic lawn. Really, really dark shit. <laughs> it's so fucking dark. Actually, no, it's not dark. It's too bright because of all the sun. <laughs> because of all the sun. Uh, but hey, it's a good time to be living on solar energy. That's you got true. Solar panels, That's you know, true. you're really, you're basically, you're practically making money. There you yeah. go. It's, um, yeah, as uh, having made the switch uh, on this house to solar um, a year ago, uh, last year, uh, we got a lot of rain, which is what you want, you know, and especially on an ecological basis. But one of the things that um, happens with um, like rooftop solar is that they like basically uh, put a bunch of panels in little groups and then tie those to inverters. And if there's even one like part of one of those panels that's like occluded by a cloud, the efficiency of the whole system like drops massively. Um, but because we haven't had any clouds because it hasn't fucking rained, um, I've gotten like 500 fucking kilowatt hours like a positive in terms of production um, this m- past month alone. So yeah, it's like um, it's a good time to have solar. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> also, e-bikes. E-bikes yeah. fucking rule. I gotta say. I've been wanting to get one. I built my wife an e-bike. Um, listeners know I'm a cyclist. Uh, I've been cycling my whole life. Uh, it's how I prefer to get around, um, especially when I'm like going downtown to have a couple pops or whatever, uh, even though I'm on my sober month. Um, but I uh, went ahead and uh, built my wife, who is fit she's like physically fit uh but she's asthmatic and now she can keep up with me at like full you know like speed so we're going like 22 Whereas before chris was just leaving her in the dust <laughs> yeah right <laughs> Bye. Like, sorry no no we'd ride uh her bike but we'd have to like you know go considerably slower and now she's got the the battery assist and she can leave me in the dust like that bike is fucking fast does the battery get charged by regular riding no, no. Um, the, the there are some e-bike kits you can get that have regenerative braking, but most of them are you know non-regenerative braking. They're just you know uh, pedal assist. And so you when you pedal, you're accelerating the bike through the regular drivetrain. Uh, but the the most common e-bike stuff is like uh, wheel hubs, and we talked about that on the live stream. Um, but basically, it's just a motor in the hub of the wheel but what 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 makes it go is it gasoline is no it... it's ele- electricity so it's you know um, so you plug it in yeah so you plug it okay. in and so uh to charge it and yeah. um but uh the bike that we got is like stupid fast i was riding it around on like top speed i was going like 40 miles an hour oh my it's god like, it's basically a little like silent electric motorcycle that is probably not ready to take a hit at that speed like a pothole or something so i gotta be careful yeah uh, but yeah no it's really nice like now em and i have been riding around um downtown stuff together going quite fast and um it's pretty badass wow so i was thinking about um the fact that everybody got two thousand dollars during the pandemic uh-huh. and like you can get a really really nice e-bike for that 
And so if the government was able to do that, and I know it like went directly toward um, paying your landlord, um, but uh, if the government can take that kind of hit, um, the government should just buy everybody an e-bike. If every single American had an e-bike, like that would go a lot to reducing the overall dependency we have. Most on... people are not going to ride an e-bike. Yeah. Uh, yes. I mean, most... most people live in cities. Yeah, most people. Most people are not going to ride an e-bike. But if they had it for free, and most it was people are not going to like. People need to get their groceries. They need to pick up their children. They need to like drive on highways. Like it's you know. Most people are not going to drive an e-bike. Most people are not fit enough to ride an e-bike. Well, that's the thing. It's got the. It's got that. That it's juice. Got the assist. <laughs> it's, got the, it's got that sauce. That's not. But it's lever. you know, being fit enough to ride a bike is about a lot more than just like uh, whether or not you can pedal it. Yeah. Like you know. Yeah, that's fair. You got to balance it and all that. You have to balance it. You have to um, be able to move your legs in a way that doesn't hurt, really hurt them. Yeah, like which is for something that, for example, I cannot do. Um, so I'm just like, and most people just are not people. Americans love their cars. Like, that's true. They love their fucking cars. Yeah. Most Americans do live in cities. Most of those cities are not pleasant to bike in. Yeah. Well, it like would, it would be really fascinating to, though to watch what would happen if we did that. I mean, a lot of them would go in the trash, or like um, there would be some people who would like uh, like burn them, like they did like uh, like I don't know some NFL jersey of like a person that they that didn't like Kaepernick ki- ki- or whatever. kiss a cop's dick or whatever. <laughs> like there's there's like that one, like that would happen. But then like I do wonder like how many people would like even if like a couple thousand people picked up a bike for a first time and tried to get through their, their city and couldn't like what that would activate in people. I don't know that it would, I, I, the most optimistic I could be would be that it would create more demand for infrastructure, for non-car infrastructure, or even just like car infrastructure, honestly, because then you'd realize just how fucked up your roadway is. Yeah. Well, uh, one of the other reasons I think it's a pretty good idea is, like, gas prices are gonna be high. <laughs> like, going forward. And I have to say, as a cyclist, hopeful. I have seen way more fellow cyclists enter the streets in the last several months than I have the, my entire life of yeah. riding. Like, I w- I'm regularly riding down the street now, and I'm, like, joined by like one or two bikes within eyesight, like at any given time. And I that, think a part that's of that fucking is, awesome. I think a part of that is also the people from New York City moving up here. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's that too. But I, 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 I bet a lot of people are, are also yeah getting priced out of using a car. Yeah, and I think uh, younger yeah. people are more interested in doing that kind of thing than like older yeah. people are. Yeah. Um, there is an old person bike uh, community in Troy, though. I do see that. Like, yeah, I there's see. old there's old people runner communities yeah, in Troy. Yeah. yeah, no, these old people are out here in the streets getting, getting real fit. Yeah. Oh, also, it's been out okay, in, what, in the street. Can you call him a granddaddy? Yeah, you can call him a granddaddy. <laughs> I'm sure they'd appreciate that. Um, but yeah. <laughs> 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 granddaddy Flash. Um, yeah, uh, I... I noticed going downtown the other night, there's a mutual aid station for homeless people set up. Uh, it's right by um, the, uh, what's the, the name of that building that has the Winter's Farmer's Market? Um, the atrium? Uh, yeah, the atrium. Yeah, right by the atrium. I think oh, it's like cool. State and Third or whatever. Huh. And there's like a tent and they have free food, free water, ice uh, packs for people so they don't get heat stroke and stuff like that. And it's set up, I think, by um, homeless people. For other homeless people. Oh, that's and, awesome. Yeah, and there's like a couple lawn chairs. And oh, who's funding out there. it? Um, I think it's donations. I think they were soliciting. 
Um, but it could be one of the many, you know, um, service uh, organizations like Joseph's House yeah. or something like that um, that's in the area. Hey, if you know anything about that, hit us up. Yeah. at gmail.com. Let us know what's going on. Yeah. Well, at least for as long as it, the police allow it to last. That's, yeah, that's ex- <laughs> that was my next yeah. statement. Uh, All right. Speaking of police, do we want to hit this Arizona, this new Arizona law real quick before we move on to the to the bottom part of our bar? Yeah, yeah. these are the sandwich. olives in the sandwich. These are the yeah. things that are there, and you're like, what did they put them there? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is an olive doing in my Italian? Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, a, a, a state judge has ruled in Arizona that um, citizens do not have the right to film police if they're within eight feet of them. It's actually a COVID measure. (laughs) (laughs) Social distancing from the police. Um, So, you know, if you, if you do film them within this eight feet, then you can be charged with uh, obstructing justice, you know, but Jesus Christ. But the thing is like, if you're eight, if you're nine feet away, a cop can just walk toward you (laughs) and now it's illegal. So like, as soon as they start to come toward you, you just like, Stop, and then you have to stop, or you can like have the shit kicked out of you and go to jail and be charged. Because like before, if you were filming, don't get me wrong, it was still perfectly reasonable and common. Mm-hmm. Not reasonable. It was, it was Ex- normal. Yeah, not um, not surprising yeah. for a cop to come up and take your phone and beat the shit out of you and take you to jail. The yep. difference was that it would be harder for them to get charges to stick. Yes, and for you to be imprisoned. Whereas now, just you get that classic obstructing justice. You know that that's. It's pretty like fucked up. Get out of jail free card, or get get them into jail free card for cops. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds unconstitutional, but with this Supreme Court, who knows? You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, I mean, there's no where in the Constitution does it say you have the right to film anything? Um, or, or be don't a poli- you think if George Washington officer. had wanted you to be able to film, he would have said that in the Constitution? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, back to the e bikes thing once again another reason to have an e-bike you could just be on your e-bike right you know about nine feet away from a cop doing something fucked up and you're videotaping them and then as they come closer you just like drive a little bit away it's that whole like somebody's trying to enter the car game and like as they reach for the handle you just like move the car a little bit and you just do oh, that yeah. yeah and then what you're doing and then is they you're, plow like, into you with the dodge charger <laughs> <laughs> fucking break your neck open you, you're like de-arresting that person by like getting the cop to chase you for filming them but always keeping it at least eight feet all right and antifa so, now you know get any get we need a fleet of e-bikes yeah that's the only way yeah or maybe like you could use like a smartphone at the end of like a fishing pole and you could like keep keep that at a certain distance and then just like that would be funny to like test that law to see if like is it your body that has to be eight feet away or the phone the recording device yeah well you could we could do a little scientific test what if it was a drone we could take two fishing poles one with a donut and the other one with a camera and we will see which one one the cop cop that's like beating somebody is like it'll it'll be like that you know why make why are they making me choose? Or we could put his wife on the third one. And see if, <laughs> see which one he really needs to attack. Or yeah. or her husband. Or her husband. Yes, yeah, no, you're right. Lady cops. Too. Yep. Or or her wife. Or her. Or wife. his husband. Look, all kinds. Or, or their non-binary spouse. Yes. I'm sure the cops are beating their spouses regardless of gender. Yeah. How many non-binary cops do you think there are? I think that's a particularly low. Um, 
percentage if I had to guess compared to the rest of the population. Yeah, I would think so. I think I think I don't think that most cops would uh, allow for that. And they have plenty of ways of driving people out of their departments. Yeah. Yeah. Like saying, I want to fuck your daughter, for example. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Throwback. It's it's okay if she's 16. Yeah. Yeah. Woof. Yeah. Woof. Um, So you want to get to some good news now? Yeah. Yeah. Tell us, David. Tell us about uh, your new article that just came out in Dwell magazine. Oh, my God. All right. Hold on. I'm just, I'm cleansing my body of... Oh Cops. dear. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. All do right. we need? To, do we need to take a break? Is Can you that... turn on the air conditioner? Yeah. Let's okay. do it. I remember when the uh, the aliens uh, come and run for president. Yeah. And they both uh, parties <laughs> put up an alien for yeah. president. Yeah. And then the, they're like, "Well, I'm going to vote third party." And they're like, "Go, uh, go ahead, <laughs> throw, throw your, your vote, vote away." away. <laughs> 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 and then everyone's like, "Oh yeah, I guess it is throwing your vote away." <laughs> Abortions for some, tiny American flags for everyone else. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> that would still work. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? <sighs> All right. Okay. We, we dwelling? Yeah, we dwelling. So, um, dwelling like a felon? Yeah. Uh, so I, I have a, an article in the July slash August uh, issue of Dwell Magazine. Um, it's the travel issue. Which is very funny. That is very fucking funny. Um, and they and they and they did that on purpose, right? So this is a a trip of a different kind. Ha 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 ha. Um. Uh. Uh. Yeah. So I, I I wrote about this house that I I was surprised had never been really extensively written about. It's mentioned like once in Rolling Stone, uh, um, in an interview with Rick Doblin, uh, pretty early on, and then um, it's mentioned a couple times in. Uh, the newsletter of the Multidisciplinary Association of Psychedelic Studies, or MAPS, because it was it was the headquarters of that organization for several years, um, until like 1996, I think. Wait, so let's. Yeah. They don't love you like I love you. <laughs> what? Maps, 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 maps. Right, sorry. So now Can I'm gonna, you yeah, tell I'm gonna us who Rick up. Doblin is. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm going to back up uh, for all of this, right? So, um, Rick Doblin is an interesting guy, right? So he uh, is a is a Jewish guy born um, in like Skokie, Illinois. Um, his family does pretty well for themselves and moves to like this nice uh, part uh, of Chicago on the North Shore uh, called uh, Winnetka. Um, but, uh, it's, um, like the fifties and no one likes Jews still. So they have to like finagle like land purchasing to like hide that they're buying it basically. Uh, and what they, and what they build on it is this, um, what the Doblins build on it is this, uh, um, really interesting house, um, designed by two, uh, um, students of frank lloyd wright and it has like a lot of the the signature marks of like a frank lloyd wright style house it's like it's one story right it's very wide um it has uh really tall ceilings lets in a lot of light is made out of like a bunch of natural materials so like the floor is all like um pebbles and like river rocks set in uh um like a a, a some sort of 
bonding agent you know right so you're just like you're walking on rocks and uh, smooth rocks and, the, and then all of its brick and this like nice uh yellowish colored brick and then it's got a clear story which is a a word that i'm teaching a lot of people these days which is just like a row of uh windows usually in between the the top of your of the wall and the ceiling Sort of like a right. transom. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's just a way to let in a lot of light. Mm-hmm. You're not necessarily. It's not meant to like be looked out of because it's above your head. But it's just, it's just another way to let in a ton of light. Nice. Um, and, and there's so much light in this house that there was a like a 20 foot tree growing in the house. Oh damn! Like they, they could they ha- they left like a That's... spot open in the foundation where you could grow a tree directly. Those are some tall in, ceilings in the house. Yeah. Um. And so this is a house he grew up in. It, it affected him greatly. And then when he went to college, he went to this weird private liberal arts college on the Gulf Coast of Florida called New College. Um, was it private back then? Yeah, it was no private. kidding. It was, it was it was like the last few years of pri- of, of private. I think it was in nineteen seventy. He went to New College, and New College went private in seventy two. Went um, public in nineteen. Oh, sorry, public public in seventy two. Yeah, um, the state bought it. Uh, but um, but he he goes there for one year does uh uh um psychedelics for the first time he does i think he i think he does acid for the first time um and it, it's not like oh man i had a great time this is incredible and like I, now i'm now i just love drugs it was actually very difficult for him he had a very he kept having these trips that would um start fun and then like basically anxiety would take over and he just have he called these like riotous and roiling like experiences where he would have to like face uh um growing up and and who was he and what what you know what what, what like he, he felt unfinished like this kind of like man child kind of person and, and um and it disturbed him greatly uh and he kept doing it uh as as like almost like a puzzle to figure Practice out. Practice makes perfect baby. Yeah. I wanted to like figure out like what was this thing that he had discovered about himself in the middle of a trip. Um Got so interested in that that he got uninterested in school and dropped out for the first year. And then he he starts um, a a contractor business to impress his girlfriend's dad. Okay, he uh, he has this. uh, uh, Her name's Susan Booth. She she figure she actually helps with the house that I that I I made that I I I talk about in the piece. Um, But um, so uh, um. Mr. Booth, her, her dad, uh, runs this contractor training business, basically. Cool. And, and he's and in Florida, you don't need to be licensed. To be, you know, licensing is pretty thin to be Florida's a contractor. So cool. It's such Talk a cool Florida. state. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so he's like, oh, I'm going to take this contractor's li- uh, a class that my girlfriend's dad runs to impress the dad so I can keep dating his daughter. Even though I'm a college dropout. Even and, though I'm a college yeah. dropout. Um, does okay in the class like doesn't like ace it by any means but he does it and he's now able to um uh like legally build a house and so but what he did first he's built like this racquetball court on the college campus like so the college also like lets him live in a um old mansion that um they had recently been donated um just to like be the caretaker of it a mansion that okay. was this was yeah. the Ringling Mansion. No, right? no, this is a Capels. Oh, this Capels. Is the Capels okay. mansion. So um, at the time, it's worth noting, David and I went to this college, yes, which is yeah, why. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Cape, the Capels mansion, the Capels family were one of the first rich people to kind of like quote unquote discover right uh, Sarasota, Florida, 
where where the college is right so the, this they, they're like oh man, this is like a great place to like have a winter estate and okay. and so they it becomes uh very popular with the rich and famous to to have a uh um a a a mansion on sarasota bay they're the first to kind of figure it out uh, and so it's a very old like for florida like turn of the 20th century mansion um he uh um uh, it gets donated to the college because the college is basically soliciting donations from dying dead people uh, to to turn it into so they could like basically flip all of these houses for cash to stay afloat is okay. how is how the university the, how the college is staying alive is like they'll take your your house as a donation and flip it uh, back on the market for, for money um, and uh, and so they just need this this dropout to stay in the house while they finish everything. Um, so he like practices archery and like on this in this weird old house. And then he also like builds this handball court with the intent of like integrating his trips. Right. So he's going to figure out like how to live in the world and like know that every day is an accomplishment by building something. So that every day you see something new that wasn't there before because you were there. Right? Okay. And he finds this very validating. Yeah. There's a lot of mirror neurons firing in yeah, my brain. Yeah. yeah. And so he's like, so I'm going to build a house. So now, okay. now I know how to build a house. So he goes, and at the time it's just like cow pastures, right? Now, now you know, I'm not going to give the address because people live there. But, you know, if you, if you go on Google Maps and look at this place now, it's just in a suburb. It's just in the suburbs. It's a, it was uh, like the people, first house that yeah, then the suburbs, on that block. like, yeah. yeah, grew around it. Well, this is actually a problem that, that oh, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. But he, he says, you know, like, he actually felt like a failure at the beginning. At the, when he finished this house, it kind of felt like a failure because he had built wrong for the market. The house was too big, um, too expensive uh in a in a place where no one would buy a house that size and that 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 price it was now like a, it's probably worth a fucking fortune and now you know, yeah now all of those houses are uh, around there are probably worth half a mil now the way that the housing market is but um uh but yeah so so he so he he hires lapsed mennonites Okay. There's Sarasota a, has a huge Mennonite community. So when you yeah. say lapse, this is like they went on run spring and were like, yeah. you know what? Fuck this shit. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. So um, self liberated yeah. ex Mennonites. Yeah, and they also love LSD. Right. So these Mennonites that love it. So Rumspringa usually you get into drugs a lot. Like yeah. a lot of the do usually like, it's meth. But do they these, like set you up with like a starter pack? They like, you know <laughs> Well, we used to get Rumspringa kids at New College. They oh, would yeah? come to our parties to get like trashed and do drugs yeah. and dance and fuck and all the fun things that you get to do in both at a liberal arts college and on Rumspringa. Yeah. Nice. So, so he hired them uh, to, to build, to help him build this house. Uh, Sharon Booth, his girlfriend uh, built, um, uh, did the state, this gorgeous stained glass. I think she did it. I think that's right. But she, she also did a lot of these little switch plates that are all around the house that have like these, like they're made out like they look like mushrooms one it has a bunch of arrows that are pointing to different parts in this masonry wall that uh rick made uh rick, rick was very proud to say that he did like this one part of the of the house is this um like solid granite rock wall okay that's just like it juts out into the middle of the house it's like an interior wall of the house it's really fucking cool it's it, well the so the the link to this article is in the show notes which also it has a, a they sent a professional photographer um 
uh blanking on his name daniel i think uh, uh to do all the all the photography and did an excellent job um uh and, and, and so he he has uh so in the middle of of building the house he he's also like this is a, an emotionally affecting experience for him this this anecdote is actually bur- buried in one of the um captions for the for the photos but he um uh rick uh, one day um falls wakes up from a dream that that the house burned down and he's horrified by this dream and so he he goes to the house on a day that he would never never gone and he finds that this is at the point where they're starting to wrap the house in um uh this uh reflective um material for insulation mm-hmm. and uh and the reflective material had cri- crimped in such a way that it started focusing the florida sun on a pe- on a on a pile of um uh sawdust what yeah and and so he and he cut he and he and it was like just smoking a little bit and he stared at it and watched it burn and even let it burn into like the the um the uh, uh like part of like a little part of the house and then he stamped it out and and, the, and he says oh, you can you can probably go find like he's not sure if if it's still noticeable but there is like a little burn mark uh in part of the house where he like had a dream that the house was going to burn down and he saved his house from burning down Wow! Uh, by responding to the dream. I don't know. Wow. But at least that's what he says. Uh, it's it's fucking crazy, but it's true. It's I like guess. when I dreamed that yeah. our water heater was going to leak in our basement. It and, didn't leak in our no, basement, no, but didn't. I got paranoid enough that we replaced it. Yes. Yeah. So, so, I mean, like, we could have been a <laughs> so day it was basically away. like that. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, it's like, pretty much yeah, the same. Yeah. We could have, we should have just watched it for a while and see if it go. So um yeah the house the house is built it 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 gets changed uh, a few times he adds another bathroom and a bedroom eventually but i mean it's hard to sort of describe this house in words without looking at looking at like reference photographs uh, to, but it's like it, it's it's wrapped in wood it's all wood he calls it um uh truth in construction uh uh where like everything is a natural element there's no, there's not even drywall in the building. There's no drywall in the yeah. building whatsoever. No lies detected. No lies detected. In this, yeah. Well, because he, he's he's influenced greatly by um, the house that he grew up in, which also has all natural materials. Um, there are these things that he calls um, movable closets that um, actually kind of extensively, like they they change the the floor pattern of the house because you can they're on wheels and they're and they're floor to ceiling, so you can move them around and actually like change the size of the living room and one of the bedrooms interesting uh with these usable closets uh um that that open on both sides interesting um like it's like that's really cool uh the 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 the, um uh the kitchen is all teak countertops okay uh original uh to to the construction it's gorgeous um and the and the the um uh main master bedroom which he calls the control center <laughs> um, is where all of the beams of the house meet together in an octagon. Damn. I, I, think, I think it's an octagon. Yeah. It is. It's, they all meet together. So you can see, which he thought was important that you could see how the house stands up from inside the master bedroom. And he got all these skills from like a fucking contract like a seminar. Yeah. 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 Damn, well, and, and the, and the Mennonites. Um, and, uh, oh, and the acid. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of acid and the stairwell also, um, is built, um, with no nails. The stairwell is all like 
Join, join, like joinery. joinery. Yeah. Classic Mennonite move. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a fucking trippy house. It's, uh, he meant it to be a place to, um, feel safe while you're tripping. Everything that he talks about is about safety and comfort. And like the house is like this womb that you kind of like become reborn in. And it does feel that way. Like as soon as you step into the house, it's like this very, um, comforting, like serene it's very it's incredibly serene yeah badass yeah have you been to the house yeah 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 i took sammy to live there right and sammy uh promptly ran away from home and uh got trapped by the sarasota county um animal control same as a cat yeah yeah he was our old cat yeah Yeah. um so uh, but i went there when um justin Justin, lived there yeah, yeah yeah so did i uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I, when I graduated, I was contemplating moving there. Um, it turned out it was like, it was basically just too far away from everything else, everyone else it's that I knew. It's far as shit, yeah. yeah it's it's it, far flung. Yeah, it's pretty far flung. And I, I just realized that, like, I don't... You didn't have an e-bike. Yeah, I didn't have an e-bike. <laughs> right. Um, and it's just like, it's just like not, I, it wasn't a place that I, I felt like the home wouldn't have done for me what it did for Rick, uh, and what it had done for other people. I don't know, I, I needed other people not not the house but um but it's it's a it's a wild building um it's it it just kind of shows up in the florida suburbs next to what are otherwise pretty cookie cutter houses there is a house across the street that rick also built he built a total of like a dozen houses um in before he 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 started the multidisciplinary association for psychedelic studies or maps which is like been at the center of um uh uh um legalizing psychedelics and turning them into uh uh therapeutic drugs um which is why this house kind of matters is it, it housed maps for uh, like we we said for a little over a decade um before they moved to the west coast um it was like the san francisco area um but it uh uh it's a um I don't know. It just it seems like part of it seems like a place that's like part of history that no one no one ever really talked about, and uh, and and I, I'm I was happy to uh, share it. Hell yeah, it's a cool place. So, and I think you make some like other kind of broader points about the the role of LSD, like historically in yeah, like every architecture and politics, and you know, yeah. So there's. Um, so one, the house has a name. It's called Arcturus, which yeah, is that's a cool ass name. For yeah, house. yeah. You know, it's a, it's the name of a star. I would have called it the Octagon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, he got the name from a a, a book, a, a, a science fiction book from like the 1920s. It's just, it's just like such a Rick Doblin thing. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh, I, re- I read this obscure science fiction novel and uh, by um, this guy David Lindsay who himself was never really, like, popular at the time, but, like, C.S. Lewis mm. and uh, uh, other better-known authors, like, were a fan of his. And I, I for the story, I read the book, uh, um, a, a Voyage to Arcturus by David Lindsay, um, that is, like, horrifying. This book is, like, terrifying. It's, it's where, like, they, you get transported to this planet um, called Torments that that uh orbits arcturus and 
um, you get all of these crazy sensory organs that like grow out of you and they change all the time. And you can feel like these intense emotions from like other people and other and plants. And uh, um, you and you're like drawn to to kill, but also but then some of them are like like ultra vegans that like live off of air and sunlight um and they're synthetic yeah and they're and the, but they're super judgy of everyone else <laughs> which kind of makes sense because yeah. pretty much everyone else is just murdering each other yeah um if it, i was photosynthetic i'd probably be judging the shit out of herbivores right yeah like, fucking monsters. monster don't you know that grass can feel <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, but the, but there'll be like places where like there's a guy that lives on an island who has a lute, and the lute makes the water dance. And if you're in the water while it's dancing, it'll fucking kill you or something. It was just like, like really wild shit like that. <laughs> wow. And and so like I, I I read this book, and then like and then I had my my interview with Rick, and I'm like, so Rick, why? What about this book made you think to like name the house after it? And he's like. I saw I saw building the house as a spiritual journey. It's like that's all he, that's all I had to say. About it. <laughs> I was like, okay, man. You know, like that's a that's a hell of a spiritual journey. Yeah. Like that sounds painful, uh, so, but maybe it was. You had know. this interview with this guy. Yeah, we should have had this guy on Ironweed. We should have talked about. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I have a lot of questions. I, he's not easy to get a hold yeah, of. He's not, uh, yeah, he's not. I, we could try. We could give it a shot. I want to uh, know: Did he ever uh, come to a sense of um, completeness? He, you know, I really think he did. Um, fuck yeah yeah so like and uh, but it seems like maybe more through maps yeah and the work that they do yeah so i'll i'll, I'll start I'll, I'll finish answering uh what you what you said Brittany, about like how it connects how psychedelics connect to architecture in general and it's like well like there's one thing is that um uh fred the historian fred turner has this idea of what's called like a democratic surround which is the name he gives to a popular form of um basically american propaganda um uh around world war ii where um there's a, a fdr um commissions this uh uh study called the uh or by a committee called the committee for national morale that wants to f- it has like margaret mead and um alport gordon alport uh famous psychologist margaret mead an anthropologist like like uh, just like people who like just under understand society culture human the human brain psychology and everything and uh, and they want to figure out like why germany uh fell to the nazis like why like like why why are all these like seemingly rational white people like all of a sudden foaming at the mouth about blood and soil right like what how did, how did that happen and can it happen here in the united states and um and so they're doing all this, all this study, and basically, like how in the same way that you know people say, like, ah, well, you know, Donald Trump became popular because of Twitter, right? They, they're saying like, oh, it's actually a lot of these technologies that made it possible for authoritarianism to to kind of rise, you know, stuff like public address systems and like and and being able for one person to project their their voice to to thousands, which was fairly new fairly new idea right so um in radio broadcasts and stuff like that and so they were like okay well so if, if the one to many broadcast is what causes authoritarian like fascism then we need to do something where like the individual is empowered to create their own story uh and then that will be like democratic media um 
and their idea is what turn they don't give really a name to it but but fred turner later calls it a democratic surround and and we would re- sort of recognize it as like going to a museum and you just sort of like you know you walk around the museum and there's not like a really like strong force that says like do this now do this next do this next you're kind of like presented with several options and then guiding paths through all this stuff so this is like social media like the feed yeah i think it it, i think it does eventually sound a lot like social media and fred turner makes some connections to that as well um but it what it really does is it create it, it it starts this very neoliberal sort of management form of control where you know now I'm starting to sound sound like a uh, um uh, uh the hyper normalization guy right uh, what it really was was a different form of control <laughs> right um uh, but it is right where you, you know instead instead of saying like oh well I'm not telling you what to believe in I'm going to give you a pre-selected range of things that I think are safe for you to believe in and I don't really care then what you get to pick yeah yeah I don't really care what arrangement you make of this but hey, that was all you, man. Yeah, you know, like you made that. You made that idea. Um, but yeah, but of course, it's like it's false choice, right? Because the 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 really big what decisions they didn't were know was <laughs> all right. Um, uh, and, and and so it's, it's stuff like that where like you know expo. You think of all the world's fairs and expos and and new these new sorts of museums that you walk into where people just get to see all these different stuff around, and um, and and, and when you get to the when you know post-war america turns into the 60s this idea of a democratic surround starts starts to encompass psychedelics because like what's the best kind of media than like the one you like you know take and see in your brain right you know right like that's a kind of oh, the hip, a lot of hippies saw it as a form of media and this and this does contribute directly to the silicon valley ethos of like of media of media changing how people think and you and that you could actually go beyond you could go beyond politics <laughs> through media and experiences which is actually what they thought right that you could preclude like debate and arguing and politics as like convincing people in like this agonistic fight for who was right right you could you could instead just all experience the same like really visceral thing together this mm. is what these beings were right where you just take a bunch of drugs and kind of like listen to music and see all the, and look at visual media and stuff like that beings yeah they're called beings as in like b dash i n yeah like be here be in like a sit-in yeah. or a yeah oh okay yeah yeah but you're just being man you yeah, can sit if right. you want but yeah, the yeah. point is to be yeah Yo, I, I I can be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can be with the best of them. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, so basically, a CIA uh, chemical convinced people that they could drop out of politics and instead fix the world by sitting in a room. Uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, isn't that interesting? This one simple trick the capitalists <laughs> don't want you to know. Yeah, they fucking hate it. Right. But I mean, like, this is all, yeah, this is also where you get like a bunch of hippies are like they're going to levitate the Pentagon, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, like shit like that. It's going to hex the moon. W- right. Wasn't that always a joke? Like Abby Hoffman. Like it's, it's kind of a joke, right? Yeah. But it's but the jo- but part of the joke is predicated on on this idea that like some people would think that that would work. Okay. Right. That there that there is a um this feeling that you can um 
that we've discovered something new mm. that goes beyond politics. This mm. is a, this is a technology. It's yeah. an invention that you can. Oh, we've discovered how to obviate politics, and instead, you just like all experience the same thing at the same time. Which is which also Pure sounds vibes. Which is also sounds actually a lot, as I say, a lot like the blockchain, right? Where they're like, oh, you can you don't need to like trust anyone. The institutions can be replaced by this technology that will the blockchain somehow does it for you instead of like having to rely on intermediaries and stuff like that. So that um, and so the house like Ar- Arcturus. It has this kind of like really close relationship between like ideas and like you could build a place that you can for specific ideas to happen and to like integrate yourself and stuff. And, and yeah, yeah like the bedroom like, was meant to be like the center of the house where you right. could like lay in bed and watch yeah. the stars and maybe have a sex and party. Probably yeah. all everybody just fuck each other. Maybe. Maybe. But. That, that's editorializing. <laughs> I've never really understood yeah. being horny on acid, but. Yeah. Yeah. Though if you'd seen Rick Doblin in his twenties, I mean, yeah, yeah no, might, that might have done it. You might have yeah. done it. You might have done it. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing. Yeah, uh, I'm yeah, we'll check put that the, article out. It's so good. I mean, the writing, David's writing style, really shines through. I feel like the the a good editor uh, kind of amplifies all the skills of the writer, which really happened in this piece. Um, yeah. And I suggest everybody check it out. Link in the show notes, as always. Shout out Kate Dries, my editor. She did a great job. Yeah, great job. Wildflower. Yeah, let's do it. This will be the this, a real. This wild, is the little flower. toothpick in the sandwich <laughs> with the little plastic flag. But this one's real. This yep. shit ain't plastic. Uh, medieval times is unionizing. Fuck yeah! Hurrah! Huzzah! Yeah. They've been Huzzah. working. <laughs> 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 They've been working on it for a while, um, and now they're finally like. They're finally doing it. I'm trying to pull it up. I should have pulled this up before. What is it like each, you get a turkey leg for every shift, right? You get paid in. Yeah. Mutton, um, a flagon of ale <laughs> or mead, probably. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Sir, I don't think that I saved it. They Shit. did not have forks in medieval times. No, no. So, no, you, we you, do not have forks yeah. at medieval times. Yeah. Uh, uh, contract stipulation, one must be able to sup Free of their squires for for a half moon or so. I don't. I don't know. What if you're a squire? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, actually, it's the squires that should. Yeah. Exactly. Have the, have the should be able to sup. Yeah. All at least power like the squires. A how for at least an hour, uh, um, a day. You know what I say? I say squires of the world unite. <laughs> you have nothing to lose but your, uh, your knights. So, yeah. Okay. So this is a New Jersey. Um, medieval times center and the horsemen, courtiers, stable hands, and other performers have voted to unionize. And they apparently like had some pretty awful, uh, like, like customers really mistreat them. Like, I I've mean, seen... it's in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can imagine the families that go to medieval, uh, medieval times, right? Is that, it? yeah. It, like, like, oh God, like, Oh, you fucking king. You fucking suck. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. Every time I've gone to a um, uh, Ren Fair, I've left, like, not being the designated driver. And (laughs) it's the way to do a Ren Fair. Man, I want to, every fucking year, it, like, pops into my head. I I swear to God, it happens every year where I'm like, I want to go to a Ren Fair. And then I look up when the next Ren Fair was, and it was, like, three days ago. It happens to me every fucking year. My first girlfriend 
in high school was uh, did like the Ren Fair, like dressed up for it, like was the whole like character. Oh yeah, in the Ren Fair, um, and so I went several times uh and um and, and i was like you know you're in high school so you don't have a ton of money uh and they we keep the blood mobile outside you yeah. can get in for free if you donated blood oh shit um which i think um, that's a should, twofer it's you, a little suspicious i think it shouldn't be allowed well, because i'm not gonna go donate a pint of blood and then walk around in the florida sun like you shouldn't be allowed to do that but, yeah but it's on, probably not a good idea it's but on the upside like you probably only need like one flagon of mead yeah and then you're like set that's a good point you know that's a good point i was like, just they, they card at, at the ren fair i was just thinking about how crazy it is uh, how much alcohol like physical volume is in you when you're drunk yeah like compared to other drugs yeah yeah like they're like it depends on what you're drinking but yeah but i mean like just in terms of total volume of alcohol like the like the amount like the bac right like think think about like a shot shots say you take like three shots 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 shots, shots. sorry (laughs) so you know that's 40 percent alcohol by volume right so imagine you know you, you have like basically a shot and a half of like this chemical like that's a lot of fucking volume compare that to like weed like right like you have like the like point the molecules yeah, yeah. Point yeah. Oh 0.05 gram of like resin on the inside of your lungs and yeah. like that makes you high as shit for, or like, like or like lsd is like 10 micrograms yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but like when you're drunk like your brain's like swimming in that shit yeah, yeah. like it's pretty crazy There's i mean a lot your blood out al- like when you get blood alcohol done if your blood alcohol is a point two, that means that like you're shwasted you're, that's a lot your blood has like yeah. a lot of like by volume a lot of alcohol in it yeah. so yeah yeah. So, what 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 are the grievances of? <sighs> okay, I I can't really find, find them by. Okay, that's but let me look. Let me I'm look. sure they're very warranted. <laughs> yeah, let's. No guns. <laughs> you have to be period. All right. If you're gonna threaten the staff, do it. Do it with a staff <laughs> or so sling. It looks like it's a combination of staffing shortages, um, security issues, and low wages. So, like, customers were just, like, really misbehaving, like, touching touching people, like, touching the performers when that's, like, not uh, welcome, um, like, touching their uniforms. And then there was also a complaint of women not getting very substantive roles in the storyline. Um, so, I haven't really seen anything, like, super specific about what their grievances were, aside from just, like, uh, not not getting any support from management about mis- being mistreated by customers, and then low low wages and irregular scheduling. So, all uh, good reasons to form a union. Absolutely. Yeah. Imagine getting kicked out of medieval times for touching the king. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, I think that they were mostly, like, fucking with, like, the, literally the squires and, like, the horsemen and yeah. the, like, it was literally the lowly characters Yeah, just that the were... people within arm's reach when it, you're it, fucking Yeah, precisely. This is, this is some real Milgram prison experiment. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's so fucking, yeah, you know, like, scary. I've never been to medieval times, so the entirety of my scope of reference for this establishment is Cable Guy. Yeah. Uh, which, fucking amazing movie. Incredible movie. Probably probably jim carrey's best work it, um and, and it is like legitimately like a horror movie like that he's scary it's great it, yeah go check out that movie if you haven't seen it but um 
Yeah, he does. He recreates the uh, the Star Trek um, uh, fight, <laughs> fight scene. scene. Yeah, the fall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. And for for our they younger listeners, <laughs> for your younger listeners, cable was something that like it was it was literally a cable <laughs> that went into your house and it let you get like a bunch more shitty television channels that you could not decide when to watch they were just showing them and yep. you had to catch them when they were on it was it was yep. stupid well until dvr and then yeah you know. tivo. tivo tivo we love it we love i it. never had i never had one yeah dvr or cable or uh, 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 dvr yeah uh, or legal cable yeah no that, that all happened during our college years yeah. when we were like yeah. you know bumming it yeah all right, all right. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Iron Weeds. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, we're going to be taking off next week. Yep. And yep. the week I after. I am traveling and the week after. So we are taking Oof. two weeks off. We hate to do this to you, but we also love to have fun. Yeah. And that's what we will be doing during we fucking, those two weeks. We fucking deserve it. You're, you're going do. to visit family, right? I'm going to visit my folks. Haven't seen them in pff, over a year. Too yeah. long. Yeah, a long time. So I'm going to Nova Scotia. I'm driving yeah. up um, and going to see what it's like in the Canadians. You're going to take the e-bike? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's the plan. Actually, oh, okay. That's cool. I, I was joking about maybe riding it all no, the way no, up. No, no, not, not riding it all the way up. But I am hoping to uh, bring it up so that uh, Emma and I can, can galley. Galavant. Galavant. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you've got medieval <laughs> times on the brain. Yeah. Uh, so, in the meat, well, I mean... We probably won't be posting much, but you could check out our old stuff on Twitter. <laughs> Ironweed Spod. <laughs> and Instagram. Ironweed Spod. And send us an email. Why don't you at Ironweed Spod? At gmail.com. Thank you so much. We love you. Bye. Bye for now. Beep.